everybody. Uh, you know who this is. It's me, Will Hart. If you don't know, you need to watch the other ones because I say the same thing basically at the beginning of every podcast. It's me. Welcome to another episode of the Iris Global Green Room uh, podcast. People have been asking me why you call it Green Room. Uh, and I, I, for me, as I travel, the Green Room is the place where I get to have really fun conversations with speakers and leaders. And uh, so we thought it was just a fun name. Uh, and I, I, I pray that, that this time is one of those, uh, one of those uh, conversations that you might not get to hear, uh, but, but is going to bless you. You might not get to hear out you know, in public, but it is going to bless you and take you deeper. I always found that the meetings that I have privately, I, I hear so much more. And uh, today we have uh, really a couple of my favorite people um, I, I work very closely with Herb and Lorelai and they have been good friends for years and we've been co-laborers at Iris uh, from an earlier time when we were just missionaries and then officially over these last four years um, as on a leadership team in Iris and Herb uh, and Lorelai serve as pioneer planters, uh, visionaries, missionaries, uh, fathers, of a missions movement, they've worn so many hats. But even recently, uh, one of Herb's newest uh, uh, roles is that of a board member of Iris Global. Uh, they have done so much in in their life, uh, from planting bases and to sending out missionaries all over the world to the poor, the sick, the needy, the broken. Um, carry a massive message of discipleship, hunger for the Lord. And, and really the raw, give your life away for the sake of the gospel message. And, and I, I love it. I've been encouraged by it. I've stolen a lot of Herb's messages over the years and because uh, they're, they're so impactful. But these guys are about to take off on a brand new adventure. And I'm so excited about it. We all are. We've been talking about it for a long time. But it's right around the corner. And we're going to fill you in today. I want to be done talk, talking. I want to pass this over to them. But I want you guys uh, to meet Herbert and Lorelai Barbuti. Can you spell your last name? B-A-R-B-U-T-T-I. Is that uh, Irish? That's Italian. Barbucci. It means uh, bearded. With a bearded one. <laughs> you, are, you are like Italian-Brazilian-American, uh, right? It, yeah. Right. Tri-citizen. Look at that. I, I, uh, I remember it. And, and okay, so just a little quick background and then let's get into what's about to happen. Uh, Herb, you've been in, in ministry for a long time. You've been a missionary for a long time. Um, how did you get into missions work? Well, I met you, Will. And then, <laughs> but basically, you were in <laughs> Bob. And Bob was, I think, the first like legit I don't even know who's a legit missionary. To me, he was a legit missionary. He came from Paraguay, and I never got to go out there with you guys. But when you guys came to my church, that was kind of the beginning. And I think about a year later, um, I was there. I was in I was in Italy for the first time with the, with my family, um, and they were kind of you know when we kind of got back on fire. I think they kind of really went that way as well. And uh, my dad always had a heart for like going to Italy and getting citizenship and and doing mission work. Uh, so he, you know, we, we kind of talked about it. He went out there and I think I was, I was 17 when I went out there. And then a few months later I was in Brazil and then Mozambique. Yeah. I remember hearing the stories of you riding around on a Vespa 
Um, I didn't know what a Vespa was, but I found out through you. And I still haven't yet seen you ride one in person, but I want to. How long have you guys been married? It'll be 10 years this year. Come on, congratulations. You have three uh, stunning chil children. Uh, I love them all, but man, your little, your youngest one is about as adorable as they come. Um, you guys uh, planted a base in Brazil at really at a young age. I think what I love about both of you is you, you really don't adhere to any of the rules that people put on like, hey, these are the steps you take. You got married, you, you, you had a calling in Brazil, and you both went out and pioneered uh, with a group of people, but really spearheaded the Iris Fortaleza base, which I mean, still is growing to this day. Um, ministering to the poor, the sick, the needy, and the broken. When did you feel that call? Like, what was that like getting married, right? I don't know. How, how old were you guys when you got married? 22 and 23. Yeah. We're just on the cusp of our birthdays. We're just about, I think, a month away from like 23 and, and Lorelai, had you, had you ever gone to Brazil? Never been to Brazil. Didn't know anything about it. You just, you just knew I'm marrying this guy. He's got a beard. He speaks Portuguese. We're going to Brazil. That's all it was needed. No, yeah. Um, I wanted to go to the darkest places and to the poor and broken, and, and God spoke. So that's where we went. Wow. And in a very fast time, you planted a base, started raising up missionaries, discipling people, taking them to the poorest of the poor. Uh, with, yeah, I mean, I've heard the stories of going to the favelas, and I've been there. I've actually, I went to the favela where you guys uh, started in, and crazy place uh, I saw you know crack addicts and uh, there was murders just the night before and and you guys planted there and and went went after God and it just exploded and on top of the ministry of the poor the sick the needy uh, you guys planted one of our one of our earlier iris schools and started raising people up and sending them out you guys have always modeled discipleship raising up sending people out when did you realize that hey i don't just i don't just want to you know be in a nation but i want to equip 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 people and send them out to other nations it's not that common for a young married couple to do that yeah i think missions interestingly it doesn't seem that common i feel like a lot of missionaries really feel called to like a specific spot and so it tends to be like callings are around like a geographical point I think the interesting thing for us in Brazil is neither of us really felt super called. Like we never had this vision. We never. It was kind of like we we had these these definite uh, feelings of what we were called to in the long term, which really had to do more with like studying what is God's will on earth, what does He want, and asking some of those big questions. We did kind of a study on, on you know Colossians. Uh, I think it was last year, right? And we kind of looked at our verses. And, you know, that, that discovery, what is God's will? And, you know, and through that, we kind of came out going, okay, missions is a way into this, into seeing um, the bride raised up and, and come into the fullness and people being brought into this family um, and, and glorifying God. But I think it was, you know, Brazil was just kind of like this, this door that had opened out of many doors. Because at that point, you know, I think Heidi also wanted us to come back and family and leave the harvest school and do all these things. And we had to look at kind of the long run and go, where do we want to start our marriage? Because we didn't want to stay in the U.S. A lot of our our leaders and people speaking into our lives were kind of like, not Iron but some other people were kind of saying, hey, just, you know, stick 
stick in the U.S. for at least a year mm-hmm. to kind of get your marriage started. And for us, it was just like torture because I think, you know, it would have been worse for us. I, I have little doubt that it would have worked for us to stay in the U.S. Like we both just really knew what we wanted. We wanted to serve God with everything. We wanted to be raising people up to go. And so um, we had some friends in Fortaleza, Isaiah and Aaron, and uh, they had invited us out. They were planting a new church. We figured it'd be a tiny, you know, when they said like new church, like I knew that his dad had worked in the Amazon and I thought that's where we'd be. I was like, great, let's go to the Amazon. You know, we'll be under someone else for a little bit. We'll just kind of do this thing. And it ended up being very different than we thought. Um, They're just phenomenal, but the church was already at like 2,000 people. Had just been planted. So there's, it wasn't as much need for people like us. And so we ended up doing part of what we love and going, you know, to the slums. Yeah, I think, you know, as we were pulling out and, you know, just trying to find the broken and, and going out in the streets and just building a relationship that our hearts just consistently burn for that and, and investing in seeing transformation in lives. Um, but we also, you know, really desire to do it with people that we loved and invite people that are hungry for more into that. And so um, that's when things started to grow. I think God was just really on it. We had people come from America and also local Brazilians that were just hungry for a more radical expression of the gospel. And um, so we invited them to come live with us, got bigger houses than um, than we would normally so that we could have people living with us. And um, I think both of us really, um, from the beginning and more and more, you know, it just ever increases, like um, wanting that verse really, that the world will know us by our love for one another. Because um, sometimes that's actually not what marks a missionary culture in a base. And so that's something that we really value so highly. Um, and so I think that, you know, that God really did some beautiful things in the community there and it grew quickly. So. Now, now Lorelai, I, I just want to reverse sure. a second. Where, what, what was it inside of your life, right? You know, you're, you're this, you're from Colorado originally? Uh, I grew up in DC and then Colorado. Yeah. So this, uh, young, freshly married uh, woman, hungry to be used by God. What in the heck were you thinking? Like, what was inside of you uh, that that made you run to the nations? Um, I don't know. I describe like the year I encountered Jesus as kind of the year I just went crazy for Jesus, and I was just so hungry to go. I didn't know that that was missions, but get rid of everything and go. And then I found someone else that was even more radical than me. Didn't know anything about Iris, but I married into the family. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, whatever it is, you know, I'm going. And um, and we're going together. So it's been a huge journey. Got uh, found out we were pregnant six weeks into the marriage. So all the things, language, yes. marriage, I found out baby. Not, no, I we were pregnant. We were pregnant. We kept your everybody. <laughs> Those yes. who are engaged. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good to clarify. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, um, it was a lot of a lot of new things, and we leapt straight into it and um, and grew quickly because of it. Um, definitely hard things involved, but never changed the way that we that we ran into that. Come on, and she was like super missionary because actually I had Portuguese to an extent. I wasn't very good at it. And, you know, we, Mozambican Portuguese is obviously very different. It had been a 
couple years since I'd really lived in, in Mozambique at that point. But Lorelai had never actually, she didn't know any, any bit of Portuguese right at all. And, uh, you know, went in, she had to deal with being a new, in a new culture and just learn a new language and be pregnant. She was, you know, that first pregnancy also, you were sick quite a bit of it. And so it was like everything kind of hit all at once. Being married to me isn't super easy either. And so, uh, you know, it was all these things. So you get a, you know, God gave a lot of grace, but you did awesome. Yeah. And we, um, we also just kind of went, not the classic way again of like, let's say missionary rules, the whole get all your funding before you go is like not even, not at all our standard. So we just went with some wedding money in our pockets and um, didn't have anything for quite a while, just waiting on God, sometimes literally meal to meal. Um, but he provided. We had, we had only a mattress in our house for a long time, but it was... Um, it was beautiful the way that God would just provide for us and work in our hearts in that time. One of the things that marks, as I've watched from afar and now a closer, one of the things that marks your life, and of course, the missions, of course, the heart, the love, the generosity. You know, you, uh, Lorelai, you and my wife, you go down and minister to the homeless uh, once a week. But there's something else that really marks you guys as I've as I've gotten to know you, and that is you take people to live with you. You're not just stay away. Here's our here's our kind of healthy boundaries, as a lot of other people might might say. You you guys dive in deep, Lorelai. What was that like, right? Getting married, right? And I know you guys did this together, but having raising kids, doing missions, and then bringing people right into your home like that can't be. That's like the opposite of what everybody says to do. Uh, it's the most painful and beautiful thing you could ever live, in my opinion, and I'm probably biased. And I, I know not everyone's called to live in that lifestyle, but for us, um, what what it created, being able to all be in a home. Of course, we got to have you know our own space and our own time that we really carved out for our family because that is so important. Um, but being able to do life that intensely together um, just really created a unity um, that, that is different, you know, um, than, than if you're all kind of spread out, um, really life on life, you know, who's, you know, washing dishes, all the nitty gritty of what, what character, how character is built. Um, and so we love that. It's not for every season. It's not for everybody, but on the mission field, we love going after that if we can have it, you know? Yeah. Uh, today I was speaking with somebody uh, who came through your ministry was living a life that was, yeah, d- uh, d- not pleasing to the Lord, came through your ministry. Uh, and I was talking with them today. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. Uh, they're now missionaries uh, out in, in Portugal, um, totally changed, totally transformed. You know, you hear some stories about that, but there's definitely a consistency in the fruit of what you guys have been doing. And I think a lot of that is because you just embrace people. You bring them right in. And, and, and yeah, it is, it is tough. I, I know I could because the Lord allows it, but I don't know if I could, like, I really don't know if I could do that. You guys do that so beautifully. And, and which kind of leads us to something that I want to get to in, in the time that we have, um, you know, you guys have, have come on these last four years, 
really at a crucial time in Iris and have been a pivotal part of of taking Iris into this next phase. I know we're not there yet, but but taking this Iris from this thing that that God was doing and and growing and multiplying and going, okay, guys, let's let's put a little bit of structure, let's put some discipleship in there, let's put some, um, let's try to unify and build a community up even stronger. You know, I think we're we're right around eighty locations right now as of today. As God keeps blessing it and multiplying it, you 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 stepped in and became VP of missions, and and yeah, just just led by example through your own life, but also started doing second tier schools and sending more people out. But in that, uh, from day one, and I'll never forget this. We talk about we've we've talked about it as a team. You know, from day one, you're like, bro, we're called. Like, we'll do this as long as God tells us to. But like, we're called, and that's never left you guys. It's not like, oh well, now we've graduated to leadership or we've graduated to a position. You're like, nope. I just want to be with the poor, the sick, the needy, and the broken, and the unreached. And in that, I've watched you guys pray and lean into the Lord. Over these last, I don't know, this last, I think it's about been about two years and maybe in the last six months, really solidify the the Lord bringing you into Japan. And so right now, you guys are are just on the cusp of packing up everything. In fact, you are packing up everything. I've seen the boxes, shipping what you do have uh, out to Japan, and beginning to pioneer in this in this really, I mean, in all for all intents and purposes, fairly unreached nation that historically has had a really difficult time with the, with the advancing of the gospel. What was that like as you pray? Because a lot of people are like, Lord, send me. I'll go anywhere. You know, I, I got to watch you guys. You know, do we go to Thailand? Do we go here? What what was that thing? What was that voice? Because I want people to learn this, you know, because you're doing a big move, right? Uh, and you're you're putting all your chips in the table. What what? How did that... Um, yeah, how did that confirmation come from Lord Japan? You could start with that one, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think there was a specific moment, which I really prayed for this time around, that God would speak to us at the same time or in a very similar way. And um, so we were, you know, we did a vision trip to Thailand and Japan. We felt things, but we were like, we really need a clear thing from God. Um, and it was actually, I was leaving the... Um, the Iris family gathering from Orlando um, on the phone. They were Heidi was prophesying over her, and I was on my way to the airport to go home to the kids. And she was prophesying, and there was a moment where we were both like, "Oh, that's Japan." Um, that's how I experienced it. We yeah, were you were on the phone when she was prophesying, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and he felt like, and then we connected afterwards, and we're like, "I guess it's Japan." Um, and I mean, we both actually had really felt our hearts burning when we went to Japan, but I was like, we were both already like, of course it's going to be Thailand. It's a third, third, you know, world nation. It makes way more sense for us. Right. What we do. Um, everything makes sense for Thailand. Um, and then actually the, the word that, that she released was it's a place that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was when it happened for us, the real so so just for people I just want people to hear, like the reality is it didn't sound like this big thing like you put some feelers out you did a little vision and then it's like okay we got a word yep it feels right boom uh, pack it up get a strategy and move your whole family out there and friends and team and and I love that because I think a lot of people when they start to hear from the Lord where do I go what nation uh, am I called to 
they, they, they make it way too complex. And, uh, and to see that that faith of just, here, this is where we're going. And, uh, and it actually came very in a, in a very simple way. And you guys have so much equity with the Lord anyway. You know, when he says jump, you, you jump. Or when he says go, you go. Uh, but everybody that's watching, I, I don't want to over-spiritualize a call to a, one of the hardest, most unreached nations in the world. That's how it came. And I think Herb and Lorelai, you both model that in Heidi and Rollin. They, they saw Time Magazine. It's the most dangerous nation in the world. Right. Let's go. Boom. It's like I see that. And it's so evident that 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 you guys are are just a part of this this amazing tribe of Iris. So so I want to know, OK, right. You guys are getting ready to plan a base. Right. Finance. I hope you don't mind me sharing this finance. It's not like you 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 have like 30 people that are like, yeah, we're going to do this. No, this is like, OK, God, we have a yes. Even conversations you've had with me. I hope I'm not sharing too much, but I think people love the honesty. You're like, I don't really care. Uh, if people are backing us or not, like, of course you care, but that's not the foundation of the decision, right? We're just going to go. And, and, uh, yeah. So what does that look like for you pioneering in a, in a new nation? Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like Japan was partially really difficult for us, even just practically. I'm kind of practical, even though we're like, of course, you're always led by the spirit, but you just, as you're Analyzing, I think it's great to be practical. Look, it's going to cost like six times as much to live in Japan than it will to like live in Thailand and except Thailand, you have beaches, you know, it's like uh, <laughs> that you can actually swim in. And so, you know, it's, it was one of those things we knew we're called to like, we have, you know, there's just, God's really raising up so many young people um, that he's just brought to us, you know, and, um, and they're going to the unreached. They're kind of, you know, this progression really takes time. You know, when we met them at 24, some of them, like, like the guy I talked about, like, you know, that he was a little later on, I think we were probably 26. You know, there's kind of this progression as they're becoming missionary, even their own city, for some of them in, a, in kind of a place that's established to then go to somewhere like the Middle East or Asia. And and those are, that's a big jump. You know, a lot of our crew has been married since then. Some of them have had babies now, and now they're going out. But they've been in missions, most of them, the whole time. But it's like, we feel that we are kind of like, that's a family and we want to be spearheading that and creating paths for these people to come out. So we feel like being in Asia was really something we felt from the Lord before even Brazil. We felt like it was going to be Brazil. We'd have a time in America and then we would be in Asia. And so, you know, I think for Japan, it was kind of like, how do we build kind of this landing pad for people when I, it's so difficult to buy land. Everything is just crazy yeah. expensive. And, um, but our hearts were really drawn there. Like we're actually, I, as, a, as a missionary, I don't know how you feel, but like I never had like this love for people that like other missionaries do, you know? In Mozambique, I remember it's like, oh, the Mozambique, they're so beautiful. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, it's people, you know? <laughs> Bless the Lord. And uh, you know, it's- Don't tell Heidi, guys. guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, you know, same thing with Brazilians. We had a few people who were like, I just love the Brazilian. I just have a heart for the Brazilians. I was like, bunch of sinners, you know, but it's, <laughs> no, everyone, everyone, right? And I'm joking with the Brazilians out there, but it's, it's never been like this great love for like a people group. Um, and I think in Japan, it was more like a compassion. Like it was so dark when we went, even though it was like beautiful. It's a first world nation, right? right. like so oppressive and so much like suicide and just like loneliness. It's, 
it's kind of interesting that it's kind of the mainstream culture is pretty dark. You know, a lot of these cultures, like you kind of have this, you know, you'll usually have witchcraft or like sex tourism and stuff like it's kind of under underbelly. And so it's in every culture. It's in the U.S., but, you know, the homelessness here in Reading and whatever. But ultimately in, in Japan, it's like all that stuff is kind of acceptable almost. Mm-hmm. It's mainstream, which is very unique. Um, and so we, we just felt like, you know, with all the things, it, it does put a fire in us that it's just never had the move of the spirit that we feel like God wants to do. So it's one of those unreached places. You know, it's been historically considered one of the hardest places for Christianity. I mean, Tibet, I would consider even harder, um, but it's in there in that kind of grouping for most people. And and so we just felt the pull and we kind of, you know, as, as we just kept getting pulled by the Holy Spirit back in that direction, um, it just felt like he was opening doors. And as we kind of gave ourselves, we just fasted and prayed and we really do want to like hear angels and we do, we would love all of that. We just haven't. So I'm not like saying it doesn't happen for people. Yeah, we're open to that. I, I want it. It totally happens. It's not a lack of faith. Maybe it is a lack of faith. I don't know. But it, I have faith that it happens. We just, you know, I, I think you need to choose how you're going to live now either way. Um, and so we, we feel really confident and our kids are awesome and they have gotten on to you know, Pokemon, and that was a tough transition as a Brazilian, but, you know, they're excited for that one sole reason, because they know that it comes from there, or their Nintendo comes from there, you know, and so they're actually pumped. Um, and that that's a huge blessing for us, you know, because they're, they're a little older now, our oldest is, is about to turn nine, yeah. and yeah. so he is leaving some friends, it is a transition for him, but he really, you know, we've, ta- we've been able to include them in the decision, and just... The Lord's really worked it in their hearts that they're actually like, when can we go? When are we going? You know, um, so that's it's a it's a good place to be right now. So, so, so what's your vision, what's your vision right, right now? So you're going to so get on a plane? plane? Then what? Yeah, we have. Um, I mean, um, when the borders open, um, we will get out there. And um, there's actually been an amazing church that we've been connected to that's out there, a fully. Japanese church, um, and they've just really actually been so hospitable to us and offered to help us with a visa because you actually have to have like a Japanese entity that will bring you in and, and all that for a long term, like a missionary visa. Yeah. Um, and so we'll be serving them and learning the language and just um, really learning from them culture and um, all that for the first year to two years. Um, and building relationships and, and kind of getting settled in, getting our kids acclimated and ourselves acclimated and all that. Um, and from there, um, I mean, we really want to, you know, build um, something kind of bigger, um, kind of like a, we would hope, like like a springboard, like a, a global hub um, for missions and training and restoration and so on. I yeah, that. I mean, I think, yeah, we, we want to, we would love to have a base. I don't know, you know, it's one of those things we don't know what it'll look like culturally. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it's everyone living together or not, you know, we're not even, you know, it's, we're not, we're open to that. It's not our model. It just has been how it's worked. Right. You know, right. like, um, it's just the way it has happened. We're open to a lot of things, but I think eventually we're just having a lot of faith right now. And it feels like God's just kind of meeting us at every step. Um, but we are believing that, you know, eventually we want to be running some sort of training in school for the Japanese for sure. And also for our international guys, you know, and, and kind of be 
like what I said, kind of a hub where we can kind of launch people into the unreached there, especially in Asia and the Middle East. Um, and that's where a lot of our guys feel called. Um, and that's where, you know, we feel called in the sense of just biblically, we feel that mandate really strong of just, we want everyone to hear the gospel. Um, so yeah, uh, we don't, <laughs> you know, I think, I think earlier on we're actually, you know, the church has asked us to like start a international church where we do English Japanese services and things like that. So we're really happy to serve them however they feel right now, you know, um, and we're going to be partnering with them as we open our NGO there so we can bring on missionaries as well legally. Um, so those first two years will be a lot of transition and, you know, and go on the streets. Like, I think we need to do that, you know, and, um, you know, even the small time we're there for a few days at a time and just being able to evangelize through a translator, which isn't like the ideal, but like still just to get out there and just be able to prophesy over people in the streets and see them, you know, get touched and, come to church and do that stuff, you know, um, it's, it's really exciting. So we know we have to kind of do that just, you know, and, and keep those, the fire alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know well, whatever I know. it looks like. Yeah, I give you yeah, guys, I give guys about six about months six before months. you have, uh, 18 year olds to 19 year olds, uh, living in your garage. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, just uh, the, the vision that you guys that I hear from you constantly is not a short term, is a long term vision. And I think the fruit, uh, even of what, what's come out of Brazil, um, and Heidi has said this, I think, I forget the numbers, please forgive me if I butcher this. What, 80% of people that you trained up uh, through your school have, have actually ended out full time on the missions field. Um, and, you know, that is uncommon. So if you're listening to this, uh, what, just that number, it might not seem like a shock. Uh, but it, that's massive. I, I don't even know if it's in the double digits for most schools that, that send people out, uh, that they actually go and do the thing that they were trained, trained up to do as far as in the ministerial context. Um, so that sort of fruit is amazing. And I, and I know just the heritage, the inheritance. I know Lorelai, your father is just deep in missions. I got to meet him. What an amazing man. Herb, you've been deep in missions from the time you know you started on this journey with the Lord. God has given you uh, some of the best spiritual uh, parents in the world, uh, a passion for the world, uh, the passion for the, not the world, a passion for the word and, <laughs> and a love for the poor, the sick, the needy and the broken. And it doesn't matter, like, you know, with, even with you, Lorelai, you're like, I'm in Reading. OK, give me the poor. And you just he's just off, you know, passing out sandwiches and uh, and and serving. So I, I just know and I want to encourage everybody that's watching, you know, you judge a tree by its fruit. And as far as just if you guys just you can look away for a second, but as far as the fruit, <laughs> as far as the fruit of of people and a proven fruit and proven long term track record, uh, Herbert and Lorelai uh, are. Yeah, I mean, they they have all of it. It I what I tell people and I like to introduce you, Herb, um, when when you've been speaking at our conferences, when Heidi Baker said, I want a VP of missions you know, super missionary picking one to represent uh, Iris as a, as a missionary and as a missionary mo movement. She, she chose you guys. She chose you to represent that. And uh, so for all of our Iris people have been running with us for years, you might have seen Herb around, heard his name. Um, I, I want you to take a look at this amazing, this lovely couple. And even if you're not part of Iris, 
uh, I want you to take a look at a lovely, lovely powerhouse couple that, that's about to take a great risk. And I want you to, uh, of course, pray. But man, if the Lord puts it on your heart to run alongside of these guys, um, how can they reach out to you, Herb? Reach out. I and mean, we'll have a website up because we're calling ourselves right now. We're going to be Cross Culture, Irish mm-hmm. Cross Culture. So crossculture.org will be up probably in a month or two. Corey's working on it. Awesome. Hoping, Shout uh, out he, to Corey Perkins, creator of the green room and all the lighting and the things. Always watching. So, all the graphics. Amazing guy. Um, um, so, but, you know, we're going to get this out as soon as possible. You guys are literally in, in a, within a few weeks leaving Reading, heading to Colorado to do that final last jump. Um, you know, if if we get this out, I actually want to get this out before you probably get your website done. Can they reach out to you at your Iris Global email? Yeah, absolutely. Herbert B, so H-E-R-B-E-R-T, B, at irisglobal.org. Awesome. And uh, I know you guys have Instagram, and Lorelai's a lot better than you are, Herb. Uh, but yeah, my Instagram, find my Facebook. Feel free to look us up. You know, I... Herbert is even a little, sometimes a little hesitant to do this kind of stuff with me, but I, I really asked him to uh, because I want to. I want you guys to see the face uh, of 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 this movement, and I want you to see the faith of this movement. I know we hear the stories from from uh, Heidi and Roland; they're blaring, but around the globe, there's hundreds and hundreds of people uh, that that are going and doing this, and I wanted you to get a chance to see the faces of two of our best. Uh, that are about to take a great risk for the Lord, and 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 uh, yeah, if 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 you, if the Lord puts anything on your heart, encourage them. Yeah, um, if you have connections, I, I we 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 watch God move in the craziest ways. So even as you're watching this, you're like, oh man, I have a friend that needs to see this. Send it to him. If you're a young married couple that's been hesitant to go and do the things of the Lord, listen to this. Share this with somebody because I know this testimony's gonna bless you. And what? And I know with uh, Herb and Lorelai, if you want to reach out to them, um, maybe Lorelai's a little bit faster than her, but uh, they will get back to you. And uh, and yeah, I I I uh, I'm gonna miss you, having you guys in Reading. I know we're gonna be connected, and Herb and I both serve on the board of Iris Global. But I'm gonna miss having you guys around. I'm gonna miss your kids. I'm gonna you, you got some of the best kids in the world, and. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna miss hanging out, Herbert. You've always challenged me. You've made me. I'm a better leader uh, because of your input. I'm a uh, yeah. I I'm I'm I have a beard now, partially because of you, I guess. No, I don't. know. Not really. That, that was more of my own. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna miss having you guys around. Um, and I know that even the mission school that we do here uh, at, at Bethel, our supernatural missions class, you're you're one of the highlights. And, and Lorelai, that. It's actually, you're probably a little bit more so, but you know, I'm going to miss having you guys around. Um, and, and we're not getting, you're not leaving. You're just moving. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time finding my words because it's actually personal to me. And so uh, we love you guys. And I know, I know that the seeds you plant, that the lives you touch, um, just like Roland, when he visited, uh, China, what, 80 years later, I don't know how many years later, and, and got to meet with uh, the, the grandson or the son of the person that served his grandfather and the legacy and the heritage of the gospel that continued on there. I know that God is not doing a flash in the pan with you guys. He's going to dig so deep 
and and seeds are going to be planted and lives are going to be changed and this glorious gospel is going to go forth through through your lives and and uh yeah so i'm really excited uh but i'm i'm going to definitely miss you guys oh we're going to miss you so much yeah you miss you such a huge help i mean from the day we moved in you were there um just right. moving all our stuff so we're You've been there for us well Awesome. Well, listen, bless you guys. Thank you for watching uh, this episode. Uh, it's a family episode, but yeah, we, uh, we have no agenda here. We just want to get the best stuff in front of you as, as we can. And, and Herb, you and Lorelai definitely uh, fit that. So thank you for watching. Uh, share this. Uh, get the word out. Um, and if this blesses you, bless somebody else with it. We love you guys. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Iris Global Green Room Quarantine Edition. That's way too long. I can't figure it out any way better to do it. But uh, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bless you. Love you guys. <laughs>